Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makaira Verkoven. And today we will be reviewing the movies Warrior, Babar, School Days, and Starkin. And interviewing Sarah Duet from PBS Interactive and Rani Levy from Kids First. That's right. So to start off the show, we are going to be interviewing Sarah Duet from PBS Kids Interactive. And specifically, we are going to be talking about a new grant that they recently received to help expand their program. But before we get into the grant, we are going to talk a little bit about Sarah's job and what PBS Kids is all about. So how are you today, Sarah? I'm doing great. Thanks, Raven. So I really should be saying aloha because I know we are talking to you from Hawaii today, which is very exciting. So I have one quick question about that. How do you manage to oversee everything at PBS Kids Interactive from Hawaii? Well, it's very similar to the way you all do this radio show. Um, we use uh, we use Skype a lot. We all are connected from different places across the country. So we are just connecting through technology. Um, the PBS headquarters is actually in Washington, D.C., and that's where I lived up until very recently. And now I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning so that I can be online and talking to everyone East Coast at noon. Oh, wow. Well, that must be difficult getting up very early every morning because I know there's definitely a big time difference. But that's really cool that you're able to do that all the way from out there in the ocean, which is very <laughs> exciting. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your job at PBS Kids? Sure. I oversee the group that works on day-to-day -day website development and other new digital games. So really, our job is to play games. Uh, we build games for the website, we build games for uh, mobile devices um, like iPhones and Android phones and iPads, and um, also for interactive whiteboards like in classrooms. Oh, that's cool. So how long have you been working there? I've been working there for 12 years. I work with a team that does all kinds of different things. So um, I work on kind of the content side, which means looking at like the writing and the, um, the storylines themselves of games. But then I work with artists who help draw things and with technologists who help build it. So there are lots of different skills that go into this. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of different media that gets put into this. So how did you get started in your job? Well, let's see. Um, I've always been really interested in kids' media. I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, I was. Um, but also, um, my mom was a teacher. My grandfather was an elementary school principal. I just always felt like I was going to be doing something with schools and kids. And I thought it was going to be publishing. So I, in college, was studying English and focusing on children's literature, thinking I would do kids' books. But I ended up in this funny class where they taught me how to do HTML, and I was introduced to some folks who were doing kids' software. And so when I came out of that, it seemed to make a lot of sense to look for something in interactive. And it is kind of like 
it's kind of the same principles. It's still thinking about a story and thinking about writing it at a level that makes sense for different kids at different ages, but instead also thinking about how can you make it interactive? How can you make someone actually respond to your story? So what kind of a degree do you have that enables you to work for PBS Kids? Well, actually, I have a degree in English. Um, and my focus was in children's literature. I also did a minor in children's studies, which meant that I spent some time as a preschool teacher. So I've spent a lot of time hanging out with kids, um, working with kids, and thinking about how they learn. That's really cool. So, Makai, do you have any questions for Sarah? How do you think PBS Kids programs affect children's media experience? Well, it's a good question. We think a lot about how kids use media today. So probably both of you watch TV, right? Yeah. Um, but then more and more kids are also watching a lot of video on iPads and on mobile devices and at school. Yeah. And so what we do then is to think about how we can create things for all of those different experiences, everywhere that a kid might interact with some kind of content that they want to see, but then also to really be thinking about how we can make it interesting, entertaining, and funny while also being educational. So we're, we're kind of like the other networks out there that we try to have shows on that are funny and that you would want to watch wherever you encounter them, but we also always make sure that there's some curriculum tied to it. So it is always going to have something to do with math or with reading or with healthy eating or something like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, media is everywhere. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makai Weber Colvin. And today and we will be talking about the movies Warrior, Babar School Days, Star Kid, and interviewing Sarah Dewitt from PBS Kids Interactive and Rani Levy from Kids First. So right now we are going to continue with our conversation and interview with Sarah Dewitt from PBS Kids and about their grant that they recently received. But um, right now we're going to continue talking about what PBS Kids is all about. So Sarah, what inspires you to help launch these interactive programs for children? I think it's really just thinking about all the different ways that kids can learn. Um, if you think about, you know, some kids really enjoy reading and getting a story that way. Other kids really enjoy watching um, television and getting a story that way. And some kids learn better if they have a chance to interact with it, to play a game or to answer questions about it. So for me, it's kind of like this big puzzle. How do we create an interactive experience that gives all different kids and all the different ways that they, they think about media and want to play with media a chance to interact in the way they like? but also push them a little bit to think a little bit more about whatever it is that they want to learn from that piece of media. Um, so why don't you tell us about the quarter million dollar Arthur um, Vinning Davis Foundation grant that and what that was intended for? Sure, sure. A few years ago, we launched a new website called pbskidsgo.org, and it is targeted for kids between the ages of six and nine. So kind of kindergarten through third grade. So for kids who really are reading and writing a little bit more, want to go create their own things, stuff like that. And years ago, an organization called the Corporation for Public Broadcasting gave us the money to get it started. But we knew that at some point, we would have to find another way to continue it. So Arthur Vining Davis has offered us some money so that we can continue to build more and more games. And really, it's about innovation. It's about creating things that are new and really different. So one of the things we're doing is experiments with games and video. So taking a video clip, and instead of just being a video clip that you sit back and watch, it's a video clip that has game triggers built into it. So while you're watching the video, you can be clicking on it and seeing if you can solve the problem that they're trying to solve in the video before the kids in the video do, and then you can earn points from it. We also have done some new experiments on some of the other platforms I was talking about, like on cell phones and iPads with this money. So it's really money to help us try new things with interactive media and see what kids like. That's really great. You know, instead of just like mindless entertainment, at least you're learning something and um, being able to use your brain and experience something. Um, so what's a game trigger? Oh, a game trigger is just like a point where, you know, like if you're playing online, and there's a point where something like flashes or lights up, we all kind of know that means you can click on it. That's yeah. what I mean by that. So you'll be watching the video and suddenly something will highlight. And that means, okay, 
I now can interact with it. It's also like when you take the mouse, it'll be an arrow and then it suddenly becomes a hand. Yeah. It's yeah. like that. It's kind of like a moment that you tell the person who's watching that they now can play. So, Makai, do you have any questions? I do. Um, what is your favorite PBS Kids program that you work with and why? Oh, my gosh. That's a really hard question. Um, there are a lot of really fun shows because uh, there's Curious George and Arthur and the Cat in the Hat and Dinosaur Train. Uh, I think that if I can change the question, if I could be any PBS Kids character, I think I would want to be Word Girl <laughs> because she is a superhero with super strength, super speed, and a massive vocabulary. So I've always really liked Word. Yeah, my little brother watches um, Word Girl all the time. So that's very yeah. cool. Um, so I know um, reading your bio that you talk a lot about wanting low-income families, um, children from low-income families to be able to learn how to read through these programs and get a good experience from these programs. So how can low-income families access these programs? Through lots of different ways. Um, one is through TV. Obviously, a lot of families have television. And then a lot of families, regardless of, of how, much, how much money they make, have cell phones. And so cell phones are actually a really great way to deliver games uh, that kids can play with. We also do a lot of partnerships with libraries. We have um, a, a thing set up called Reading Corners in a lot of libraries where you can play PBS Kids games and then read books based on PBS Kids characters. And they sometimes have events where characters visit. So that's another way that um, we try to make sure that we're reaching really all kids not just the kids who can afford to have all the fancier devices. Yeah, and I definitely admire, you know, serving kids no matter what their financial situation is. Well, it looks like it's time to go to break. Thank you so much for being with us, Sarah. We'll be right back. I'm Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Hey, welcome back to Kids Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makai Rubber Colvin for Kids First. And today we will be reviewing the movies Warrior, Babar, and School Days Star Kid. And interviewing Sarah Duet from PBS Interactive and Rani Levy from Kids First. That's right, Makai. So right now we are going to be interviewing Rani Levy from Kids First. She's actually the founder. And I know Makai and I have talked to um, Rani several times over the phone, but it has never been broadcasted. So this shall be fun. Um, so how are you today, Rani? I'm fantastic and happy to be here talking with the two of you. Yay, well, we're happy too. <laughs> so the 2011 Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign is scheduled to launch pretty soon. So what are the specific dates for that? We will be starting on uh, September 15th, and the search will run through the end of November. And then the winners will be announced in mid-December, and those kids will start uh, January 1st of 2012. How does a child enter the search? Well, just like you two entered the search last year, uh, we will have eight films that they can select from to watch and review, and they'll review them both in, uh, in writing and video. And then those reviews in video, only the video reviews, will be voted on by the public. And as you recall, when you two entered this last year, and last year was our first campaign, um, we had 83 kids enter, and you kids brought in 11 million votes. I, I think, know, that was so Raven, exciting. you had the most. Yeah, I had over a million votes, and I um, placed in first place. <laughs> yeah. And Makai, you had quite a few. Yeah, it was a lot of votes. Yep. It's amazing how popular these things can get. How did you get people to vote for you? I talked to everybody, and I told my mom and then our friends. And when we saw somebody, we said, hey, how you doing? And then asked them if they'd vote and look at the other kids, too, to see if they like some of them. That's cool. And um, how I got votes is I sent out a mass email and a mass text message to, like, everyone in my contacts and I had my family do the same thing too and I basically told everybody to tell everybody that they knew to tell everybody that they knew to vote for me and so basically it was just a chain reaction and it was really cool for me to be able to find out who was voting for me because like people that my friends knew but I didn't even know in like Michigan were voting for me and it was very cool to be able to see everyone all over America and definitely a lot of buzz with all the other kids everybody got a ton of votes Rani how many kids will be winners this year we're we're changing it up a little bit from last year last year we had five winners and three alternates um, and we didn't segregate the competition at all according to age so this year um, the competition is open to ages 6 to 14 and we're going to have four different age categories so that when you enter, you'll be one of those four age groups. And we're looking to have two winners in each age group because we really want to spread our winners evenly across all of those ages so that we have two people who are six or seven years old, two who are eight or nine, two who are 10, 11, so far, so on like that. So, Makai, do you have any other questions? What are the films this year? Ooh, and, that's a good question. And who are the judges? And who are the judges? Well, you know what? I'll tell you, one of our celebrity judges is Mark Cuban. Do you know who he is? I actually don't know who he is. Well, we Mark just... Cuban owns HDNet Movies, that you, um, the, the kids screen division you all have been reviewing a bunch of films for. And he also owns the Dallas Mavericks. And he was on Dancing uh, with the Stars, I think, two seasons ago, maybe three seasons ago. I can't oh. remember exactly when. Yeah. He's, cool. a, he's a pretty cool guy. And he has young kids. So he's going to be one of our judges. And then George Pinocchio, who was one of our judges uh, last year. Thelma Adams, who's another judge returning. Thelma is a film critic with... Uh, 
uh, U.S. Weekly, and George is the entertainment um, reporter for KABC out of Los Angeles. And then um, the last three judges we're still waiting for confirmations from. Very cool. So um, what exactly... Do, uh, what exactly can kids do to become winners? Like, what's the whole process with that? Well, that is a tricky question because um, entering is, is one thing and winning is another. So, yeah. in order to really, in order to win, you need votes because the, the voting by the public determines the 20 finalists and then the celebrity judges determine the winners. What do the winners get to do? Well, maybe we should talk about that after the break. Well, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And, and I'm Mikhail Weber Colvin. And we're going to be reviewing the movies Star Kid, Babara, School Days, and interviewing Rani Leve and Sarah Duet. And we will also and- be reviewing the movie Warrior. And right now, we are talking with Rani Leve from Kids First, and we're talking about the 2011 Film Critics Search Campaign, which I think we're all very excited about that, to see who the new film critics will be. So, like Makai was asking, what do the winners get to do after they win? Well, that's a good question, and and I should really invite the two of you to talk to me about that, about what you've been doing, Um, because our our plan from the get-go was to be able to train kids to be youth film critics and with the intent that kids are more interested in listening to a review by another kid about a movie rather than from an adult. Would you say that that's true or false from your point of view? Oh yeah, that's definitely true. Right. So with that in mind, we wanted our film critics to be able to review new film releases and DVD releases, uh, go to red carpet events, to special premieres, and to be able to interview talent and other people both on and off the red carpet. Um, so, Mikai, do you want to talk about what you've been doing um, since you've become a, a Kids First Film critic? Well, I've been doing tons of things. I did the boot camp that Rani invited me to do and a lot of home interviews when I watch the movie at home and go see it and during the boot camp I did uh the Winnie the Pooh premiere and that was really fun and I got to interview some actors from Winnie the Pooh and see some famous people walking into the premiere and that was really fun and cool to see and we got to work at the Disney Studios and but mostly interviews at home and then putting on them online. But that's a lot of fun for me because I get to show people what I like about it and help them decide whether they want to spend their money or not. It definitely is really fun. And, um, you know, I definitely agree with you. I've been doing the same things that you've been doing, Makai, and what Rani said, you know, watching movies, re- interviewing talent, reviewing movies from your house, going to red carpet events and pre-screenings, and going to boot camp was definitely the biggest highlight of my entire experience, and I'm looking forward to that next year. So, yeah, basically it's just... Telling everybody your opinion is what you get to do, and it's definitely a great experience whether you grow up to become a film critic or not. And I think it's actually funny because um, some of my friends' parents will go onto the Kids First website and um, read some of my reviews and some of the other critics' reviews and decide whether or not they want to go see a movie. So I think it's funny to uh, be recognized for that at my school and around my town and neighborhood and all my friends, which is very exciting for me. So what training experience does a child get from becoming a Kids First Film critic? Well, as as you've talked about, um, we teach the kids how to write the reviews, how to record the reviews on camera, and now you two are doing this video so something that we just started um, at the beginning of August, and this will be our fifth show. So it's, um, you know, the intent really isn't that uh, we think that every child who enters this competition is going to become a film critic. In fact, there's only 
30 paid film critics in the entire country. It's not exactly a career move, you know, but you learn so many. (laughs) Isn't that funny? But I think you learn so many other skills um, and the importance of being able to be on on camera, to speak before a group. Um, I think that's very important. And and one of the things that we didn't pay a lot of attention to at the get-go that we've found this year is that um, the involvement of parents is really important because the parents are videotaping the kids. And um, they're, uh, well, your parents are helping you with the radio show. Yeah, and taking us to the movie premieres. Yeah, all that stuff. It's definitely very exciting, and it's a teamwork thing. (laughs) So that's something that we're really going to put out in this year's search campaign is uh, how to give parents an idea of the type of involvement that it will take on their part. Yeah, it's definitely a commitment, but it really pays off. Well, it looks like it's time to go to break. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makai Weber-Colvin, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makaiwa Colvin. And we're listening to Voice America Kids. Right now, we are going to be talking about the movie Warrior and also the movie Star Kid, which I saw both of those. Um, So first, we are going to be talking about the movie Warrior. Basically, Warrior is a movie about... It's a boxing movie. And it's a movie about two brothers, and their family has completely fallen apart and it fell apart when they were teenagers and there's definitely a lot of drama because their father was an alcoholic and you know their mother was very timid and and um there was definitely a lot of abuse going on there and so their whole family fell apart when they were teenagers and eventually they they just split up and they all went separate directions and um one of the brothers became 
a uh, boxer, a professional boxer, and then he became a chemistry teacher for a high school. And the other brother became a, uh, uh, he worked for the army, and he was in the army. And um, basically, it's just a story about this huge boxing tournament is coming up with all the greatest fighters in the world from all over the place. And the two brothers, um, for different reasons, join in the boxing tournament. And there's definitely a lot of twists and turns and surprises along the way in this story, which is very good. So... When I first found out that I was going to see this film, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I didn't really have any idea what Warrior was. I didn't know what the movie was. And so I went onto the website and I found out that it was a boxing movie. And I was like, oh, no, um, I've never gotten into boxing or arena fighting or anything of that kind. You know, I've done some martial arts, but nothing like these guys are doing. And, um, you know, the reason I have never really gotten into boxing and things like that is, I don't know, it just seems disturbing to me, I guess. I mean, going in a giant cage and beating someone up for money. I don't know. It just, I mean, I know it's a sport and I know a lot of people love it, but I'm just not into that. And my dad is and some of my uncles are, but you know, I was just, that's not for me. So um, when I went to go see this movie, I went with my mom and my mom isn't into boxing either. So we were both sort of like, eh, it'll be okay. It'll be just a good time to just go see it, but we're not going to fall in love with the movie or anything. And um, when I got to the movie theater, it was actually pre-screening, and it was very cool because there was a ton of boxers and, and trainers there watching the movie with me. And um, when the movie first started, I thought, you know, I'll give it two stars, two and a half stars, whatever, because it sort of started off a little bit boring to me, I guess. It didn't really grab me right away. But when it finished, I am so in love with this movie, and I will explain why. The cinematography in this movie is amazing, which is one of the reasons why it makes this movie so good, because right away you can tell the tone and the feel of this movie and sort of tell what the emotion is going to be, because it's placed in Pittsburgh, and you can definitely see the steel yards and the grayness and just the gritty working, you know stuff like that and it definitely sets a good tone for the movie and there's so much hidden symbolism in the movies and there's too much for me to explain but you know one specific scene is the um father and one of the sons they're going to see each other and it's just like the second time they've seen each other since they since the son was a teenager and he left for the army and um it's cool because you see, like, the father sitting in this cafe, and then you see sort of the reflection of the son coming up, um, of the, the brother coming up, and um, it's very cool. There's just a lot of hidden symbolism, which makes this movie very deep, which I think is very cool. Was it really sad when the family fell apart? You know what it was? And the thing is, you didn't actually see it happening. It started off, um, you see the, the father of the family and he's much older now and um in the movie he's been sober for a thousand days he's coming up on a thousand days of being sober since um his two sons and his wife left him and he comes up and you see um his son who went away to the military and he hasn't seen him since he was a teenager sitting on his front porch and when you see that, they, the son and the father sort of start talking and conversing. And that's when you kind of find out, like, what happened with the family. And um, he kind of explains how, like, the father was abusive and an alcoholic. And that was very deep um, because, you know, it, it, but it, you didn't actually see the um, family falling apart in the before dynamic. Did you relate to any of the characters? Um, I felt like I did. Well, you know, like I said before, I'm not really into boxing or anything but I felt like I did relate to um the brother who was a chemistry teacher because um you know not like I'm into chemistry or anything but um he uh he started he was a boxer for a while and he stopped being a boxer because he almost died and his wife you know didn't want to witness him almost die again so he became a chemistry teacher but um you know he wasn't very financially stable because their house was going to get taken away from them unless they could come up with a ton of money. And the only way I related to him was just because he really wanted to 
do something for his family and he really wanted to make a difference in people's lives um, and make a difference in his daughter's lives by uh, doing anything he could to get the money and um, basically support his family. And I'm just like that because, you know, I want to make a difference in people's lives and I want to do everything I can to help people out, you know, whether they're my friends or anything like that. You're listening to Voice America Kids. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makai Weber Colvin. And today, the movies we will be reviewing are Warrior, Babar School Days, Star Kid, and interviewing Sarah Dewitt from PBS Kids Interactive, and Rennie Levy from Kids First. So um, I'm just going to say a couple more things about Warrior, and then we'll jump into talking about Star Kid. So basically, I give Warrior four and a half out of five stars because I walked into it with a closed-minded attitude, like I wasn't going to like it, and it was so amazing, and I loved it, and I ended up crying a ton. It was so emotional, and it was funny, and it was wonderful. So, you know, if if you're looking for an emotional, deep movie that's going to definitely get your emotions flowing, then this is a good movie for you. And also, if you're just into MMA fighting, this is also good for you. I think this movie is for 13 and up, only because even though it is just a movie, the way they staged the MMA fighting, it made it so realistic, and um, the fake blood they used, sound effects they used, made it so realistic that it did become a little bit disturbing. So if, if you're not into that kind of thing, I wouldn't see it. But, you know, like I said, if you want a good emotional movie or MMA fighting, it's perfect for you. So that's about it with Warrior, and now we are going to talk about Star Kid. Star Kid is the 1997 movie about a very timid boy who gets picked on a lot and, you know, he's quiet and he's really into um, superheroes. He, one day, he sneaks out of his house and he finds a cyber suit from another galaxy and it totally changes his life. So this movie is also playing on Kid Scene, which is why I watched it. It's a very good movie. Um, and I watched it with my little brother and my little brother is absolutely obsessed with Star Wars like he is obsessed with Star Wars he has seen every Star Wars movie and has every action figure and um, this movie Star Kid was actually very similar to uh, Star Wars the very first scene was actually just like a scene in Star Wars and so my brother who's seven really liked this movie but you know I, I wasn't that big of a fan of it because I don't think I was the proper age group for this movie only because, you know, I'm a teenage girl who's not into action figures or space travel or Star Wars and things like that. But I think this movie is for, you know, six to ten-year-old boys who are into Star Wars, like my brother. Um, Something that did bother me about this film, though, is the similarity to Star Wars, because, I don't know, it just seemed a bit copyish, I guess. I thought that the special effects for the cyber suit in this movie were very cool because considering the age of the film, it's 14 years old, um, it was very good. But I thought that the costume and special effects for the alien that comes down to Earth was a little bit weak, I guess, and it didn't seem very realistic. And even my brother noticed that and it kind of bothered him and made him a little bit bored with some of the fight scenes. And I think my favorite character would probably have to be the cyber suit because, you know, it's not just a metal suit that the boy gets into. He's actually talks and he has a brain. And the reason I like the cyber suit, his name is Sai, is because he takes everything so literally. So every time um, the boy will say something... Uh, sort of like modern or something like you know he um the cyber suit gets all like freaked out and doesn't know what's going on and he takes everything so literally and it's very funny like um the boy says let's hit the road sigh and so the sigh goes up to the street and starts pounding on the road and i thought it was very funny and that made me laugh which i enjoyed raven did you ever see star wars i have actually only because of my little brother being so obsessed with it i've seen several of the movies and that's the reason why star kid did bother me because it was so similar like the very first scene not the entire movie was similar but the very first scene in this movie there was a battle up in the other galaxy where um the cyber suit came from it was so similar to a star wars battle like even the design of the space characters were were like that of star wars well it's time to take a break i'm raven devaney and i'm makai weber colvin 
for Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makai Weber Colvin. And you are listening to... Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation. Yes, right now we are going to be talking about the movie Babar's School Days. So, Makai, why don't you tell me a little bit about what that movie is? It's a very sweet movie that kind of follows the book. And when Babar's children, he, when his Babar's children, Babar sits down and tells them a story of something similar that happened to him in the past in his childhood when he's a young king or when he's learning to be yeah yeah so did you ever read the books i i think i read some of the books yeah and i have a lot of fun with the books and i was really happy with the animation in this story because it wasn't so it wasn't show like shiny and everything it was more like the books and I, I like to watch that yeah so the animation was simple you would say yeah very simple and it looks like the drawings in the books not as much like as the modern animation yeah yeah that's awesome that it sort of seems like it would be childlike um so what was your favorite scene in this movie my favorite scene would probably be well I'm not going to call it a scene. Um, I'm going to call it a chapter. They called it different chapters in the movie. My favorite chapter was when Babar goes into the city and he doesn't know what it is. And Madame, the old lady, shows him how to work things out and be part of the city. I like that because it shows you that you can be part of anything you want to. All you have to do is ask somebody and be courageous. That's a very awesome message to get. So, did you have a favorite character in this movie? I didn't have a favorite character because I liked all of them. But if I were to be a character, I might be the littlest one, the baby girl. 
I don't think this movie is for all ages because for older kids, it might be like teenagers. It might be like, I've already learned this. I've already got past this stage. They might like a higher message. And I liked, but I liked how anybody could watch it if they wanted to. Yeah, you definitely would have to go into a movie like this with an opened mind and not being judgmental of the fact that it's, you know, a children's movie. So did you watch this movie with your parents? And if you did, were they interested in the story? I did not watch this movie with my parents, but if my parents were there, I'm sure they'd be interested in the story. So it definitely reaches out to all ages and gives a good message. It does. (laughs) How many stars do you think you would give this movie? I give this movie... Four out of five stars, just because I think it was a little bit too silly at times. Like, just too silly for me, but not too silly for younger ages. And so do you think toddlers would like this movie, even if they can't necessarily understand the morals of this movie? Do you think they would still be entertained? They'd be very entertained, and... Sometimes they just tell the messages to the toddlers again and again until they get them. That definitely works. So what did you think about the cinematography and, um, you know, the animation? Did you like the colors? Was there any specific thing about the animation that helped relay the emotions or the story of the film? Their facial expressions helped the story of the film a lot. Because every second you looked at the face expression every second that something went wrong you saw their eyebrows go up and down and their faces go smiley and sad and everything like uh-oh embarrassed what's this arguing mad I love the facial expressions and the color was very bright and also you reminded me of the music I love the very classical music it Written very well to each scene, and it's just really fun to see classical music in front of you because a lot of the modern day um, movies are mostly like pop, unless they go in, and you hear a lot of that on the radio too. Definitely, and those are some definitely good aspects to have in a movie with the. Um the facial expressions because you know what I notice a lot of times is when you're going to see a cartoon animation instead of you know uh, sort of like clay animation or like more dimensional animation when it's just flat surfaced animation a lot of times it loses the emotion because the facial expressions are lost and they're not as you know descriptive as what live relationship I mean live um facial expressions would be So I think that's very good that the animation was good. So what did you think about the voices that played the uh, characters in this movie? I think the voices very, they tried very hard to get it all in there. And like, you know how you want to also put your expression in your voice, just not your face. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they tried to do that too. That's awesome. So you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Mikaela Bercolvin. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Today we are talking about the movies Warrior, Babar School Days, Star Kid, and interviewing Sarah Dewitt from PBS Kids Interactive and Rennie Levy from Kids First. So right now we are talking about the very sweet, very cute movie Babar School Days. Um, so Mikaela, what do you think was the best part about this movie? The best part about this movie was definitely the messages each time that you can learn something new be yourself learn how to work it out um learn how to figure out more of working it out more arguments and find your likeness and your differences and recome them that's very awesome those are some awesome things to like about this movie so like you said there's a lot of morals in this film which is good because it's very good to teach children lessons while entertaining them instead of just mindless entertainment of staring at the tv which i think is very cool to be able to get out a message through the movies or the tv shows and the programs so did you have a favorite moral in this movie My favorite moral would probably have to be the first one. And it was be yourself no matter what other people think. Still be yourself. And it's 
a great possibility that they'll like you just for who you are, not the people that they already know. And why do you like that moral? Because it really shows a person you don't need to, just because they're older, you don't need to act older. You just need to act yourself. And if they don't like you, that's not your problem. That's definitely a great moral, and I think that's very good that it's telling kids that because a lot of kids these days are very self-conscious and sort of like absorbed about what other people are going to think of them, and they lose sight of what they think of themselves. So I think that's a very great moral to get at, and that's awesome that it's showing to all ages because it's great to instill morals even when you're a toddler because that stuff sticks with you through your entire life. So, Makai, have you used any specific morals from this movie that have helped you? I haven't yet, but I'm sure I will. Did you dislike anything in this movie, or was it basically smooth? It was basically smooth. There were little glitches here and there, but it was basically smooth, just fine. And what were the glitches like? Was it glitches in the music, or some of the animation was a little bit off? It was kind of glitches in what they said sometimes and glitches of too much silliness. Yeah, I understand that. Sometimes it gets a little bit too childlike, even if you're still a little kid. Um, And obviously you're not a very, very little kid, but you're still a young kid. And sometimes things may get too toddlerish or babyish for even children your age. So, Makai, how old are you exactly? I'm 10 years old. Awesome. So you're definitely in the middle of being a kid. And I think that's awesome that younger kids will be able to watch this movie and be entertained, even if they don't necessarily understand everything. And older kids can be able to watch it and sort of take a break from all the adult humor and adult media and all that stuff that we're being fed and just, you know, be a kid again. So did you relate to this story in any way? I did. I related to the parts where you kind of feel inside, like somebody's not going to feel you or getting in very advanced um, arguments where you just don't want to end them. And then someone shows you you got to end them. Otherwise, it will just be blank and it won't work. That's awesome. Well, it definitely seems like this movie is great for all ages and morals and good messages to send out to everyone. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. For more Kids First fun and to watch our film reviews, go to www.kidsfirst.org. And also, you can learn about how to become a Kids First film critic by going to that same website. I'm Raven Devaney. And I'm Makai Weber Colvin. You're listening to Voice America. Thanks for listening to Game On. Your hosts play again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, go enjoy a good game.